Thank you for tuning in to our Restoration Life podcast. Don't forget to rate and review the message and share it out with your friends on social media. Can't wait for you to listen in next week. Good morning, church. Oh, come on, 9.30 was louder than that. I said good morning, 11.30. There we go, there we go. How you guys feeling this morning? Awesome, awesome. Hey, real quick. Um, hello to those of you who are tuning in online, number one. Uh, number two, do we have any new guests in the house with us this morning? If you're a new guest, would you just wave at me? I just want to honor you. Say hello, 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 hello. Hey, how you guys doing? How you doing? Hey, I... My name is Pastor Nick. Uh, I'm the assistant pastor here. Our lead pastor is out of town doing ministry. Um, he's in Austin, Texas, or oh, San Antonio, Texas, preaching this morning. Um, however, he sends his love, but I'm Pastor Nick, and I just want to say hello. I want to welcome you home to community. I want to welcome you into the powerful presence of the Lord alongside us this morning. And I just pray that today you leave blessed, you leave changed, you leave different. And you leave with a revelation from God. Amen. 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 And so, man, this morning I'm so excited. Um, I don't want to take up too much with the introduction. So we're going to dive right into it. Um, a few weeks ago I got to deliver the word and it was about uh, how God established dominion uh, in Genesis with Adam and Eve. But dominion didn't stop there, right? Dominion continues and we are to live an abundant life. We are to live a life with, with power and authority. And uh, the anchor thought there was that we have power and authority over every battle that we could face, right? And so we continue a couple weeks, uh, the last two weeks with Pastor Eddie and Roxanne. Uh, and before that, Pastor Don spoke another word on dominion. But the last two weeks, our, our lead pastors brought some wisdom, amen? I encourage you. Hey, if you missed those services and you're dating, you're married, or you want to date someone, and uh, maybe, maybe uh, you'll learn something in that message from that wisdom, um, man, just powerful nuggets. And I encourage every man in here, go take notes on that sermon, trust me. Uh, I believe you'll see fruit in your marriage after that. Um, but this morning, man, I'm so excited for what God put on my heart. Uh, we've been praying as a staff and, 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 and our, in our meetings uh, throughout the week. And I, I just feel this big stirring. Uh, Pastor, and Eddie, uh, Pastor Eddie and I were talking and praying together. And we just feel this big stir. Like if we're just in, in the middle of a pot being stirred. And we see it in our community with you guys as, as you're coming. And there's this hunger that's stirring up. And it's starting to overflow. And I just want to prophesy and declare that before you know it, we're not going to fit right here. Before you know it, it's going to overflow. But there's some steps we've got to take before we get there. And that's where we're going today. We're taking territory. Amen. And so, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord for what you're doing. We thank you that your presence is already in here. It's flowing. You're moving, God. You're wrecking us, God. Thank you for what you did in 930, God. And we know that you're going to do it again here in 1130, God. We thank you, Lord God, for the healing that's taking place. We thank you for tender hearts and hearts that are surrendered to receive from you this morning, God. Do what only you could do, Heavenly Father. Have your way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone said amen. 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 Turn to your neighbor and say, it's one of those mornings. I don't even know why I said that, but it just sounded good. <laughs> but it's one of those mornings. It's, you ever wake up on a Saturday and, and just out of nowhere you start cleaning? 
Not often, but when those mornings come, you're like, hey, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Brother, give me the broom. You know? Uh, and you start moving around, you're in a good mood. All of a sudden, your wife wants to make breakfast. Oh, man. Like, oh, my bad. All right. Maybe your husband wants to wash the car. I don't know. Oh, man, I hurt your feelings on that one. My bad, guys. No, but it's one of those mornings where God's doing something. It's one of those mornings where it just feels like, ah, I'm anticipating for more beyond the norm. And, and this is where taking territory comes into place this morning. See, we're going we're to talk about a man um, by the name of Jabez. And I, I love the story of Jabez because it's two scriptures. The text is found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4. And, and it starts with the outlining of a generational lineage um, from, from uh, Judah. It's the descendants of Judah and, and his generational seed. And we meet this man, this gentleman by the name of Jabez. And so if you have your Bibles, you have your Bible app, you got your old school Bible, open it up to 1 Chronicles chapter 4 verse 9. And it's two very simple yet dynamic and profound scriptures. We're going we're gonna to go deep this morning. Um, and I believe that you're going to be wrecked just as I was wrecked during the last two weeks as I was preparing this. I believe that God's going to bring some revelation this morning. I believe you're going to get awakened, if you will. I believe uh, if you've been counting yourself out, you're going to find hope and joy. And you're going to declare the promises of God over your life. Amen. And so this morning, 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, it says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. So... Let's backtrack a little bit. This person was the so-and-so of this person, who was the cousin of this person, who was the brother to so-and-so. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save you from me trying to pronounce all these complicated names in the genealogy. But that's what's happening. And then we're introduced to, and Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. Jabez is highlighted from the gate as a man of honor. And then he says, his mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. So he's a man of honor, but he was damned from birth with the name Jabez, pain and sorrow. Jabez cried out to God of Israel, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. So from the beginning, we see these three things. He was dishonored with his name. He was a man of honor. And yet, he remained a man of prayer. See, his name is sorrowful and painful. And another translation would say, he causes pain or he will cause pain. This means his mother named him the child that would cause pain. You know, imagine going to school, uh, elementary school, and, and your older brother's like, oh, uh, this is my little brother, Pain. Like, bruh, I don't want, don't introduce me as, this is just my brother. Don't say my name. Don't tell them my name. And, and I'm, I'm sure you all have siblings that love to embarrass you. Like, oh, no, this is, my, this is my little brother, pain and sorrow. Imagine having to endure that, like, growing up. Imagine, like, walking in, in your class and, pain, are you here this morning? <laughs> and so I, I remember as a kid, my name is Nick, right, or Nicholas. God bless my mom and dad. Uh, but who remembers Nick at night or Nick Jr., Nickelodeon? 
oh, hey, your name's like the, like the cartoons, uh, Nickelodeon. Like, yes, bro, I know. But imagine having to endure your whole life with being called pain and sorrow. It's not, that's not a very attractive name, is it? But see, to, to his mom's defense, where's, where's all the moms in the house? Raise your hand. Now I know birthing is not easy. I know that there is nine long, stressful, <laughs> frustrating, yet emotionally overwhelming and, and happiness and joy, but painful months, right? And, and, and we know that there is pain attached to birth, but how many of you know that joy comes in the morning, right? And so John chapter 16, verse 21 says, when a woman is giving birth, she has sorrow because her hour has come. But when she has delivered the baby, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into this world. See, Jabez's mother didn't allow the joy to come because she held on to pain. She had the opportunity to, but she chose not to because she held on to her past. A brief moment of pain. And she named her son what she experienced in a moment. And see... What I want to say that this morning is that, that, um, that, 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 that <laughs> when you steward a season of difficulty, holding on to pain, not only are you giving up your right to receive joy, but you're forfeiting your right to take uh, territory for tomorrow. Let me say that again as we're waking up and, and, and I'm learning how to communicate my words clearly. Um, <laughs> when you steward the season of difficulty, whatever it is you're facing and going through, when you're facing that season and holding on to the reminders of your pain and the reminders of your past, not only are you giving up your right to experience joy tomorrow, but you're actually saying, cancel me out of the blessing for tomorrow. You're, you're canceling yourself out from experiencing the opportunity to take territory. And so my first question I want to pose to you this morning is, Understanding the, the concept of, of what I've read so far is what are you naming tomorrow's experience based off your past experience? See, some of you may be in here and, and new to the church and new to this community, but you're already counting yourself out of DNA because you don't want to experience church hurt. Oh, I'm going there now. That wasn't even in my notes. That one's free. No, for real, though. Or maybe you've been apart, you've gone through DNA, but you're like, this is, this is where I kind of check out and get comfortable. Because I don't want to go through what I've been through. You're forfeiting your right to experience the promises, the promises of God tomorrow. You're saying, I'm good here, thank you. And at times we go through intense pressure and pain, we have a choice. See, we can either let the joy of tomorrow dawn on our today, or we can steward our pain and sorrow and name tomorrow our pain of today. And there's a lot of individuals here that are stewarding the pain and the sorrow of yesterday instead of declaring the joy that God promises for tomorrow. There's a lot of us. And this is what begins to happen. You experience pain tomorrow because you're, you're still experiencing pain today. You're not believing beyond what you could see in the moment. But you're naming the experience for tomorrow that God has, 
your pain of today or yesterday. Let it go. That's right. And let me, I'm a visual learner myself, and you guys have seen that, that I like to visually teach. So I want to show you what that looks like in our practical day-to-day life. Jabez's name was Sorrow. And some of us have been through sorrow. And it'd be like walking around and being in community, being, being in family, but you're introducing your future, you're, you're introducing yourself to your future as who you were or what you've experienced in your past. And this is for you too on the online. We're introducing ourselves as what we've been through. Instead of who's God, who God's calling us to be. Man, new opportunities? I don't know. I'm fear. I'm scared. I don't, I don't want to make the same mistake that I made before. I, I'm, I, I don't know how to break this. I don't know how to get over this fear. Addiction? Numbing your pain with temporary solutions and digging yourself into a deeper hole? See, God's called you to receive breakthrough. But in the process of that, in the process of healing and receiving breakthrough, you're, you're still yoked to your past and naming yourself an addict. You can't get rid of the porn. You can't get rid of the alcohol. You can't get rid of the drugs. You find yourself in the same position that you were even, even worse at times because you're still holding on to what the world said about you, to what someone said about you. And let's go even deeper for us parents. When you're on the phone with your friends and your kids are coming up to you saying, mom, mom, dad, dad. Like, man, you bug, you're good for nothing. You're good for nothing. Or maybe you're the one that was told you were good for nothing. Maybe you're the one that in school you had a little hard time learning. So because the teacher was frustrated they, that they couldn't teach you, they damned you. you you're not going to be nothing. You're not going to see it past ninth grade. I know I was told that. And we begin to believe these lies and carry them through the season stewarding our past when God wants you to steward your promise. He wants you to steward victory. But instead, you're stewarding the mistakes you've made. Ah, I'm stuck in my past. Those mistakes. Or maybe you were told you were the mistake. Let's go a little bit more. You've been through a divorce. And God wants you to experience relationship, not just with him, but who he's called you to be in one with. But you can't seem to just break out of the past. You can't seem to break your cycle in how you communicate and how you love. You let the fear of your past relationship Get in the way of experiencing love with someone else tomorrow. And God wants you to experience everything that he has set out for you to experience. 
but you count yourself out because of these names and labels. Am I speaking to anyone this morning? I don't care if you've been divorced. I don't care if you, if you ran around making mistakes, running amok. You're not to live in the identity of your past today or tomorrow, but God's called you to more. He's called you to greater things. He's called you to an abundant life this morning. And so this morning, as you can see, we're going in. Loosen up a little bit. Soften your heart and receive because God's going to give you a revelation this morning. Amen. If you steward sorrow, you won't have faith for tomorrow. It cannot, you, faith in your past cannot coexist with God's promises. Let me say that like this. You can't steward both at the same time. You can't want your past and want God's best at the same time. And that's hard. If I'm being honest, that's really hard sometimes. See, taking territory requires faith. And faith is what you cannot see. What you're able to see is what you've already accomplished. On your own strength. Let me clarify. On your own strength, this is what we know how to get back to. On our own strength, we end up in the cycle. This vicious cycle. We surrender our past. We come to the Lord and we're like, God, I give you my past. I don't want it no more, God. It sucks. My, my past sucks. You're like, you're pulling God along this season with you. God, come on. Like, check it out. This is what we're going to do. Like, oh, God, I'm going to do great things. Sure you are. He wants you to. God, oh, I'm going to receive my breakthrough. God believes that. He wants that for you. It's already in his plan for your life. Oh, God. God, I'm, I'm going to pursue my future. I'm going I'm to I'm pursue... Lord, uh, my dreams, I'm going to pursue, Lord, the desires of my heart. And God's like, cool. But you're pulling God's hand, telling him how you're going to do it. And it's the very reason why you find yourself in a container with a lid. Stuck. Stuck. Back to square one, your past, your mistakes, your failures. Divorce. See, I've heard it said like this. Real faith is not just surrendering your past. Because your past is something you don't even want. True faith requires you surrendering what you can't see for tomorrow. It's surrendering your future. And because a lot of us are so good at surrendering our past and not our future, we're stuck in the cycles of our past, in the generational curses of your family, in the bad habits you've picked up along the way, stuck. And God's calling you to more, but you have to come to a place of surrendering your tomorrow. See, we find ourselves stuck in the cycle of our past because we haven't surrendered the future. And Psalms 30 verse 5 says this, For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. See, weeping may tarry for the night, but the joy comes in the morning. 
And so knowing this and knowing that God wants you to experience more, though it may be tough to get over your pride and surrender your future to God, he wants you to experience more than what you can do on your own strength. And with that in mind, I want to ask you this. Are you willing to surrender your future? Are you willing to go through and overcome the labels that people labeled you to be? Are you willing to persevere through the lies of the enemy and believe God's promises for tomorrow? For the joy of the Lord is our strength. These are difficult things to talk about because it requires you putting your pride away. It requires you to stop leading God and let him lead you. See, a lot of people right now are pursuing revival. I love revival. I'm a byproduct of revival. I've experienced revival. A lot of people want their future. They're pursuing future. I'm pursuing faith. I'm pursuing breakthrough. You need to be pursuing Jesus because Jesus is the byproduct of everything you want. I mean, breakthrough, that's a byproduct of receiving Jesus, encountering Jesus. Revival is the aftermath of encountering God. You can't brand revival. Revival isn't a brand, it's a move, an authentic move of God. See, God expands where honor is expressed. And, and let's talk about Jabez being dishonored. Yet he was a man of honor, though he was dishonored. He, he remained a man of honor. And we, be, we believe here that honor is our culture, right? We teach this in DNA that life is so much better where honor is. We honor those we lead. We honor those we serve alongside. And we, uh, we honor those that we have the privilege of leading. We honor up, down, all around. Right? And Romans, we're, we're going we're gonna to talk about right now the danger of dishonor. The opposite of honor is dishonor. Uh, I'm going to. <laughs> Romans chapter 12, verse 9 and 13. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good, right? Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor. Serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope. Patient in affection. Faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. See, a lack of honor could keep you away from experiencing God's promises. A lack of honor could keep you from the promises that God wants for you. And we see this with, with the story of Moses and Aaron, right? Numbers chapter 20 verse 12, it says, But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust me enough to honor me as holy in the sight of the Israelites, you will not bring this community into the land I gave them. The land was theirs to take. It was theirs to have. But they died in the desert and not the promised land because a lack of honor. And some of you find yourself so frustrated in your season because you put yourself in this cycle that's vicious, that's hurtful, that's painful, and you're upset with God about it. 
But God's saying, bruh, you keep leading me to watch you harm yourself through this vicious cycle when I've called you to surrender. If God wants better for us and could see beyond what we can see, why wouldn't we just trust him? Like, why wouldn't we want what God wants for our life if we know what he has is better? And if you're not careful this morning, I want to let you know, if you lack honor and you don't honor God, the result of that is dying in the desert when he has the promised land up ahead for you. But if we're being honest, it's, it's not always easy to show honor, especially when you're being dishonored. But the Bible highlights Jabez. He shows this with Jabez that though he was dishonored, he remained a man of honor. And so when people attack you and say nasty things or, or, or remind you of your past, do you lash out on them or do you honor above that? Because we learn here that honor is important. Honor was enough to highlight this man Jabez in a, in a genealogy. He's introduced as more honorable. Honor is important. And we see that Jabez, he was a man of honor but also a man of prayer. There's power in prayer, amen. See, Jabez was a man of prayer. He was a man who knew God. And knowing God is simply being with him. It, it's, it's not hard to be with him. It's, it's an invitation to God to say, good morning, God. Thank you for this breath that, I, that I'm taking. Thank you for, for the ground I'm able to walk on because of the strength you've given me. It's not praying these fancy, hard, uh, you know, super complicated prayers. It's not shouting. It's not um, rem remembering a bunch of scripture to, to speak over in your prayer. It's simply communicating with God. And me and my family, we, we've made this habit over the last uh, few months. As God's been moving, you know, it's, it's been overflowing. And, and even in our family, we're experiencing, I, I believe, another level of who God is in our family with my wife and I, and I believe that God's beginning to do a work in our kids so that's so powerful and encouraging so that we're spending like at least 15 minutes of prayer in our living room. And in these 15 minutes, my kids are in their own space. They're, they're going after God, pursuing him, inviting him in. I have an eight-year-old um, a five-year-old and a four-year-old, and they're all in different areas of the living room crying, calling out to God, inviting them in. Lord, we welcome you. We have kids running around the house, dancing to worship music, inviting the Holy Spirit into their day. And something begins to happen in our house when we invite the Holy Spirit in. And I asked my daughter the other day, because I understand kids could be kids too, right? And they could just like music and dancing. I get that. So I wanted to test it. I was like, let's see, let's see if they really know what's up with the Holy Spirit. So I, t I tell my daughter, Ella, she's eight years old. She got mad at me in the last service because I said she, she's seven. So she's eight years old, just to clear the record. She's eight years old and I asked her, Ella, 
baby, can I ask you why you continue to want to pray every day? Like, they don't let us go to sleep until we have this encounter with God. They don't get off the, the, the car for school until we pray. Like, they understand the principle of prayer and the power of it. They don't want to leave the house without blessing their day and giving God their first fruits in prayer. I'm feeling convicted now. But I asked her, I said, Ella, can I ask you, what makes you continue to want to pray every day? Simple words, because things change when I begin to pray. I don't, I don't feel uneasy. I don't feel nervous. I feel confident. I feel bold. I feel safe. And I'm here to tell you that if an eight-year-old could encounter the same God that I could encounter, that you could encounter, what's stopping you from encountering God? Because though you may have been given labels, God wants to clothe you in his promises. Though you have a past, God wants to wipe you clean. Though you've been divorced, he wants to bless your future. Though you've been lied to and lied about, God wants to bless your future. He wants you to experience his presence because something happens. Mm, when you walk in who God says you are and not your past. Oh, something begins to happen. We had Dare to Heal yesterday. Um, it was this, this powerful women's gathering. And we, the church didn't, didn't set it up. We were just serving the event. And I got to be a part of that team serving. And is there any women that were here yesterday by a show of hands? I seen women encountering God and being wrecked in his presence. And it was such an encouragement. I was so jealous that I was in my fish tank over here playing drums and I just wanted to be on my face because something happens in the presence of God. And I came here to tell you this morning that taking territory is easy in his presence. Because in his presence, you're not just surrendering your past, friend. It's not just your past that you don't want anymore. You're surrendering your future to the things that you can't see, that you don't know about. And maybe you find yourself in a season right now of quote unquote waiting. <laughs> don't just wait on anything, wait on the Lord. Let me say that again, don't just wait on anything, wait on the Lord. Because when you wait on the Lord, he'll reveal what's next for you. He'll pave the way for you. See, more than a structure and a system, you need the presence of God in your life. Taking territory is easy in his presence. There's no territory to expand without the presence of God. You'll find yourself in the cycle again. Repeating the past. Because there's no presence to lead you. But your own ideas and your own ambition and your own opinion. I want to ask you. If you're... If you could come and respond and give God your past, do you dare to give him your future? Do you dare to believe for things beyond what you could even fathom for your life? Not just your life, but your family. See, maybe you're the parent in here that, that's 
not so nice to your kids, but not on purpose. Maybe, maybe you have bad habits and you see your kids affected by it. Are you, are you willing to believe that if you surrender your way that God can't restore your family? Are you willing to believe that he will restore your family? Are you willing to believe that you could be uh, cordial with your parents once again? Are you willing to believe that you could forgive them for the past hurts that they caused you? Oh. I've been there where I had this thing against my mom and it sucked because I wanted to love her. I wanted to show her that I do. But instead, I showed her that I was still hurt. And I was robbed of love for so many years in showing my mom love because of my own selfish hurts that I chose, watch this, I chose to hold on to. Are you willing to break up with your past and believe for God's future for your life? Proverbs 10.22 says, the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow. It's the blessing. See, Jabez prayed, let your hand be with me. Let your hand, the hand of God is the blessing of God. See, the hand of God is the favor of God and some of you are gonna go eat after church and you're, you're gonna order fries and they're gonna accidentally give you large maybe by coincidence or you might get a supersized combo, right? Instead of, instead of a sirloin steak, you're gonna get a ribeye and you're gonna be like, oh man, God's blessings, they ain't fair. God's blessings ain't fair. Like, that's not God's blessings, bro. That's coincidence. But God really wants to bless your future. He wants to show you that though you've had a past, when you're surrendered to his presence and you're surrendered to the calling that he's placed on your life, you'll experience the hand of God. And you'll know you have it because you'll be able to achieve what you couldn't on your own. You'll be able to take territory for God and not cause hurt and pain anymore. But you have to come to a place of surrender. That means you got to kill your pride. You got to put away your ego. You got to put away your idea of how things should be. You got to stop getting mad at the ushers team. You got to stop getting mad at me for being so, so much of a, a, a yeller all the time when I speak. Sometimes you got to get over your own way to see something else. You, it's a process, a process of trust. And God wants you to encounter him. He wants you to be changed. He wants you to live an abundant life with his hand upon you. So today, we're talking about this simple story with such significance. You've counted yourself out for so long. Maybe you've been in the system. Maybe you've been in prison or jail. Maybe, maybe you've, been, you've been good and li living nice, living large, if you will. This message is for everybody, no matter where you're from or what you've been through. You have a past but God's future is way better than what you can see right now. And you've counted yourself out. 
because you've tried to play the safe route. There's no, there's no safe route here. The only safety net that you have is in surrender. And, and it's funny that you would have to surrender to take. See, we're taking territory. But before you could take anything, you have to surrender everything. Before you, before you take anything, you have to surrender everything. Would you be willing to do that this morning? As the worship team comes and we get ready to close. God will enlarge your heart before he enlarges your territory. That means he'll bring healing to your heart before he gives you anything else. But he can't heal what you won't surrender. But if you're willing to get on your knees, if you're willing to come to a posture of surrender, if you're willing to trust in his promises and be in his presence and welcome him in when you're driving in LA traffic, there's nothing else for you to do anyway. No, seriously though. Maybe, maybe you're a single mom or a single dad. And you're trying to make up for not having a significant other. Maybe you're a dad trying to be the mom that your, your kids don't have. Maybe you're a mom trying to be a dad that your kids don't have. And it gets hurtful sometimes. To the point where you get angry for your kids. You're holding on to the pain that the other person or maybe you caused. And you, you're trying to make up for it. But there's dishonor there. I don't know what you've been through, friend. But I know you've been through something. And what I came to tell you today through a simple text is that God wants more for your life. See, Jabez prayed an open-ended prayer. He prayed an open-ended prayer. He wasn't praying so that God would just bless him with material things. He was, he was saying, God, would you break the cycles? God, I pray this prayer to you that if you would bless me and enlarge my territory, I'll go. Despite being called pain, despite, despite having to encounter dishonor, I choose to think and assume that you have more for me. I assume the best of you, God, though what people say. <laughs> though my circumstance of being named pain and sorrow, I assume the best of you, and I know that you assume the best of me. And this morning, I came to tell you as we stand to our feet, that taking territory is easy in the presence of God. Taking territory doesn't have to be a painful thing. It doesn't have to hurt. It doesn't have to be a trial. But even if it is, would you choose to believe what God says and not your current moment of pain? Would you choose to believe for things beyond what you can see? See, God's been moving in this place. Truth be told, I didn't even have to speak. We could have just did an altar call in the beginning and, and God would have continued to wreck you. If, how many of you guys sense the presence of God in this house this morning? 
That's the evidence of his hand. And he wants you to receive more, clothed in his presence. Because in his presence, your past is gone. The labels, the names, the embarrassments, the hurt, the dreams you once had that you threw away. Huh. Man, God wants so much for you, you can't even fathom this morning. And that's a perfect place for you to be. Because then you could come into his presence and get on your knees and surrender what you can't see to him. So then he can move on your behalf. So then he can break the generational cycles. So he could break the hurt in his presence. So he could robe you in love because you were fearfully and wonderfully made. And I want to ask you this morning, as the worship team begins to sing, would you dare to surrender your future? (laughs) Would you dare to believe beyond the labels that you've carried? Would you dare to receive the hand of God upon the calling of your life? It's in his presence. Jesus. It's easy in your presence. In your presence there's healing. There's breakthrough. There's freedom. All you got to do is receive it. And so this morning, whether you come along for it or not, we're taking territory. (laughs) Whether whether you come or not, we're going. Because we're on assignment to take territory for God. And it's beyond what we can fathom. It's beyond what we could think. And whether you choose to come and respond or not, we're going. Because where he calls us, there his blessing is. There is promises, there is victory, and there is breakthrough, and there is presence will be. Freedom is easy in your presence. If you dare, if you dare, if you're willing, so is he. And maybe you found yourself in this cycle. We're gonna make room, don't worry. We're going to make room because God's moving. We're going to make room because he's moving. Maybe your parents beat the crap out of you as a kid. And you've been carrying the hurt. You've been carrying the torment. You've been carrying the memories of it. You don't have to anymore. (laughs) Maybe you've been carrying the lies, the hurts of what people gossiped about you in high school. People lied on you. People said you wouldn't amount to anything. But you're believing God for more because you assume his best for your life. Come, respond. Maybe you've been abused as a child and you lived with that stain, that hurt, that trauma. You don't have to because in the presence of God, there's healing. Or maybe you're just pursuing Maybe you've been pursuing, 
but you've been, you've been pursuing the byproduct. You've been pursuing the revival. You've been pursuing the love. You've been pursuing the calling. I wanna invite you to come pursue the source with me. Pursue Jesus, because when you pursue Jesus, you'll see revival, you'll see your future, you'll see your calling. So if that's you this morning, would you come in the presence of God and surrender, not just your past, not just your future, not just what's burdening you right now, but the blessings of tomorrow, and you'll see the hand of God. Staff, come pray. Staff, come pray. Prayer partners, come pray. There's breakthrough right now. There's breakthrough. We're not going to rush this moment. Ah, God, do it, Lord. Do what only you can do. God, do what only you can do. In your presence. Yes, Lord. Ah, it's so easy in your presence. It's easy in your presence. Lord, do it. Father, touch them, Lord.
take territory in the presence of God and we pray that from this day forward God we live in a posture of surrenderance to your presence because beyond systematic structure beyond plans and creativity more importantly we need the presence to take territory in Jesus name and every man and woman of God in this room said amen Amen. Come on, give God praise this morning. Amen. Amen. Before you go, if you're new, if you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you want to get baptized, 
If you want to learn more about Restoration Life, I would encourage you to scan this code right here, this QR code. And again, if you want to talk to somebody right now about that decision, I encourage you to stop by the VIP team that's right outside those double doors. Go in peace. Go take territory in Jesus' name. God bless.